51 years saved. Amen. Amen. So you were not yet even born and I was saved. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, a few months ago I went to go preach at the church and uh, the person that carried my bag, my Bible in as I got out of the car, I asked him how long, what, what is his age? He said he's 22. I said, oh, you were not yet born when 30 years ago I preached at this church. He said, wow. <laughs> it was shock. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why do I mention those years of serving the Lord that it, it helps you to say that we are not a fly by night. Amen. There stars that set in the heavens. But as soon as there's a shooting star, you say, wow, did you see that? And there are many in the ministry, shooting stars, they come around and people flock and run. And people are over the moon. Say, wow, a mighty man of God has come. If you ask after three years, where is the mighty man? They say, we don't know where he is anymore. Do you hear me? You need to follow where the set starts. Amen. Amen. And if you think, uh, oh, this pastor wants to say he's a star. <laughs> I'm actually very biblical. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, the Lord wrote letters in Revelation chapter 2 and 3 about to seven churches. And John saw seven stars in the hand of the Lord and the Bible says they are the seven angels of the church it means angel means messenger of the church praise God Amen. and I and my, me and my wife we are the stars in this church Amen, Amen. the messengers of God praise the Lord Amen we have heard from we hear from the headquarters, Christ is the head of this church. Praise God. Amen. The head of this church means he's the director of this church. As your head, your direct your body. Amen. So Christ is the head of this church. Amen. Praise God. And the pastor must be regularly in contact with headquarters. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. To download what the head wants. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You cannot just uh, get a job in the factory and you just go about whatever you want to do. You must take orders from the top. Is it so? Praise God. You, you must follow their ways. And here too, we follow Christ Jesus. And your pastor is in contact with the head of the church. The head of the church says this morning, please tell my people, I want them to become soldiers. I want them to grow up. I want them for service. Amen. I want them to work for me. I don't want just consumers and suckers. My God. Amen. When your children is very small, they even think you are ATM. 
<laughs> Amen. It is the money. Or there's something, buy it for me. Amen. They just want. They don't know where the money comes from. They don't know how hard you have to work to get even the furniture in the house. And therefore, sometimes they don't appreciate what you have in the house. Want to jump up and down on the couch. Jump on the bed. As Nicholas and Mikhail, when they grew up, they had a wrestling match watching. Watching Spider-Man and I don't know what else. And, uh, when we got home, our bed was broken. But we didn't know. We only discovered it a few months after that. Because when they, uh, he was throwing maybe Mikhail out of the sky. The plank, it just broke. Wow. And they fixed it and put something under <laughs> So there are many things that you don't appreciate. Amen. You don't, even you don't appreciate so much your parents until you grow up. And, and, and even you only fully appreciate them when you have your own children. Amen. Then you realize, my God, it's not easy raising children. I, I, did my parents go through all of this? My Lord. Amen. And you're worried about, yeah, your daughter brings somebody home. He's interested in me. You look at this guy. You think, this is my daughter, we struggle so much, we give education. He's Satan. He's macho. He's a boss. I cannot recommend to all daddies, as they come in there, you just take him. Who are you? Oh my God. So now I just want to tell you, be careful. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. When I uh, called my wife, uh, okay, her parents was not so <laughs> happy with me because somebody else was in love with my wife. And it was a close friend of mine. <laughs> and I didn't know he's in love with her. And behind my back, he went to market with soap someplace and they are ours. They went behind me and they went and told the, the parents other stories about Edgar and all of that. Hey, when I again came there to the house, the dad says, I just saw the thing, this is the last you come here. I said, my God. <laughs> My wife started to speak on my behalf. My, my Rush and make the mouth 
concern your growth, your development in the Lord. Hallelujah. Just one or two commercials. These carpets was given by a pastor friend of mine, Pastor Kyle Driver. We would have paid 9,000 rand for just 9,000. And it has blessed us. Let's give the Lord praise. couple of other thousands there, we have two wonderful mics and we are so blessed by this master. And, I, uh, and, and he blessed me with a watch to a fossil watch. Is there any prophet? 
I use this scripture to speak to you who are unsafe that's here this morning. If you're not born again, you must be born again. You must repent of your sins. Amen. You must repent of your sins. Jesus died to save sinners. Amen. In heaven, there won't be any good people. Do you hear me? Only sinners saved by the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. The good people who never realize that they are sinners, that they rebel against God, they're disobedient towards the Lord, they you will find in hell with murderers, with rapists, with criminals, they will all be in hell lost forever, forever, because of your pride that you never wanted to submit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is Mark chapter 8, verse, let's read, I'm reading, yes, let's just read verse 36. Six, for what does he profit? What is the profit? What this life is if you are lucky you live till 80 or a hundred years, but Yao is eternal. What foolishness is there in the heart of a man and a human being to live for your own rebellion and sin? And not get born again. Hallelujah. You can only get born again if you accept Jesus as the Lord, the boss of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3, you must be born again. And Nicodemus was a teacher of the law. He was not a person of the nightclub or a rapist. Or a sinner like we would say, cursing mom and being disobedient to parents. No, he was an upright, righteous person. But Jesus said, you must be born again. My friend, if you are not born again, you are lost. What does he profit you? To pay the whole world. To pay the whole world. And for all eternity be in hell you must be born again i hope today yeah you won't leave here with your rebellion but here you will get born again i heard friday uh, at the end of the youth a young man gave his life to the lord he's not here this morning no a young man gave his life to the lord uh, and, and, and pray to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The devil will fight you and prevent you to get born again. The devil will do everything in his power and cause you to think you are intellectual to reason with, with God. Why not today? And why you don't want to repent? He will take you to hell and make a fool of you. A fool of you. You must be born again. And you must make sure you're born again. And don't be false. Those who are falsely born again are called dogs in the Bible. Do you hear me? 
dogs. They are not sheep. It's Jesus that speaks like that. Because the Lord made nature and everything around us to speak to us. Hallelujah. Amen. A dog will eat up its own vomit. So you get people who are so-called born again. They were never born again. They're not sheep. And they go back into the world and they eat up that what they vomited. Do you hear me? In other words, they're back in their state that they've been in. But a sheep will never do that. A sheep don't want dirt. A sheep don't. A sheep, a goat look like a sheep, but it's not a sheep. A goat has got two little horns. And those are people that are so-called born again, but stubborn. Amen. Therefore, here we preach to you the true word of God. Hallelujah. You must be born again. Isn't that good preaching? Amen. Why do I do that? So that you as, I'm busy equipping you as a believer to how to share the gospel with your boss, with your colleagues, your friends, to tell them, are you born again? You can even start Monday and say, have you been at church? Just years I go regular to church. Says, but Nicodemus was more regular, but he was not born again. Are you born again? You must be born again. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Amen. Glory to his name. I'm in, I'm in Philippians. Praise God. Why we must grow. Hallelujah. Philippians 2. Did I say this? a will and he will give you 
power to please God. Amen. Amen. I'm reading verse 13. For it is God who works with God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Hallelujah. Look how wonderful your spiritual growth takes place. God gives you the urges, the energy from within to do His will. Praise God. In other words, He gives you the urge to pray. He gives you the urge to listen to preaching. To be in the Bible. To read the scriptures. To come to church. That's if it's in you. The dogs, the Lord is not in them. The so-called say they born, it's not in them. Christianity works from within. It's not a set of rules. It's not religion, it's a set of rules. Amen. Amen. As I said to you in the past, you don't, if you have the nature of God, you like the things God like. Amen. I cannot be a, 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 a fish. You may swim, but you cannot live in the waters. You cannot go like a fish into the deep depth of the sea. You need the nature of a fish. The fish cannot live on the earth. It cannot survive for half an hour or more being on the earth. He needs the nature of a human being. So, you cannot live for God and live for the church if you don't have the nature of God. It will all be a set of rules. And therefore, you feel, I don't want to be next week here. I've got other than I will be at the golf course. Or I'll take my dog for a walk. And it's the Lord's Day, it's Sunday. You should be in church. Oh no, I'm working in the garden. No, I'm painting my house. No, I'm working on the car. Because you don't have God in you. You are not born again. He's not in you. As I say, he works from within to will and to work to please God. Amen. Amen. I don't need to train a monkey how to climb a tree. Do I need to teach him? Do I need to train him? No. It's in his nature. Is it so? If you're born again, it will be in your nature to long for church, to long for the preaching of the word of God, to long for your brothers and sisters. Amen. Birds of a feather flock together. How can you be born again but you don't love to be around hot, growing Christians? You are not born again. You 
poisonous, watching movies, having other appetites than appetite for God. You are not born again. You are deceived. I don't need to teach a dog how to bark. I don't need to sow an apple tree. This is the way to produce apples. It's in His nature. Amen. God inside of you. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4, verse 4 would say, Greater is He, 4 verse 4, verse John, Greater is He who is in you than Him, the devil, who's in the world. I'm quoting to you a very powerful verse. First John 4 verse 4. In other words, you cannot even blame. It's the devil that caused me not to grow and develop. He says, greater is he who is in you. First John 4 verse 4. Greater is he who is in you than him. Who is in the world? Wow! People just want to blame the devil. No! The greater one is in you. Hallelujah! Remember, whenever we quote this verse, we think of Kenneth Hagin, a mighty man of God, that had even visits from Jesus and even went to heaven a couple of times when he lived here on the earth. So, Kenneth Hagin. For the great, he preached a sermon, the greater one that's in you. And to cut the long story short, he said, he came to the special meeting they arranged for him to preach at. And when they dropped him, thereby uh, to go into the office, he saw there's ambulances stopping. And they brought the sick from hospital. And he didn't know. That he was, they said, he going to pray for the sick. And if there was wheelchairs that they wheeled in, he said, oh, and in the office before he went into the auditorium to preach, he was complaining, walking up and down and saying, God, I didn't know that I must pray for the sick. What is going to happen here tonight? The people are going to be disappointed. And he heard, as he paced up and down, he heard the voices. Can you heal them? Did you plan to heal them? Yeah. Who is the healer? Wow. Then he heard the voice. The greater one is in him. There's a greater one in him. Yeah. And an audible voice. Then he went behind the cupboard to, uh, to check. Is there somebody behind the cupboard speaking to him? But it was the voice of the Lord. And the voice was 1 John chapter 4 verse 4. The greater one is in you. He will heal. He will deliver. He will raise up the lame. The greater one is in all of us. Last week I showed you a scripture. 1 John 2 verse 27. Which says the anointing is in you. And it will teach you. Yeah, you will find out we make sure you born again. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I am not prepared to feed dogs and swines. The Bible says Jesus warned in Matthew chapter.
must first see that they feed in sheep and not dogs. Hey, why are you in the church and you a dog and not a sheep? You hear this is an offering for the pastor. This money goes there. When you're outside, you say, you must know what's going on there. The dangers of the money. These people are this and that. Because you never were a sheep. Do you hear me? Matthew chapter 7, Jesus warned. But, and I'll read to you now in Philippians. A scripture that you will find on many gates as you come into houses. Amen. A scripture. Did, did you see on the gates of people? Beware of the dog. We can have that. We can have that warning also on church doors. And as you enter, beware of the dog. Philippians 2 verse 12 says don't be disobedient in my presence do you see that amen can you see that in other words some people just behave while the pastor is there or don't let the pastor know about us no he says you must be obedient everywhere and then he says you must work out your salvation I'm reading verse 12. So then, my beloved, just as you always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation. I'll get to why you have to work it out with fear and trembling. You say, why fear and trembling? I'll tell you now. I'll give you eight points while you have to fear and tremble in working out. But let me first... Get to the word, work out. How does that sound? Oh, you're like a yellow heart, something. Let's get out over the church. I know you can see my six pack. Work out. My wife, my wife went the other day for a run. Wow. Wow. Most of the others were running just once around. Was common yeah. Yeah. Uh, two times around, I think it's nearly five days, yeah. and uh, she went twice around. Wow. I said to myself, It's my anointing. <laughs> among all of them. So I said, oh my Lord, praise God. <laughs> what a blessing. But what I want, work, say work out. My salvation. I pondering on this last night. If you work out, your working out is to stay healthy. I'm speaking of gym, going to the gym. Amen. Under treadmill, picking up weights, and, 
every all those things. But in my day, uh, that bar that you pull your body up, I, I was pulling my body up like my chest against the uh, So a couple of times. <laughs> what a song! Work out. Amen. I want to say, do you have spiritual workouts? If you want to be fit, the least you have to do in my days of marathon runnings was you have to work out three times a week. Amen. Twice a week is okay, but you won't get fit. Three times a week. How much do you work out spiritually? To be spiritually fit. Amen. Do you hear me? How much do you put in to be spiritually fit? You can even be fit, even uh, of these top soccer players. That maybe an injury is for two months out, and now they will tell you he's fit, but he's not that's fit. You can be fit. You, 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 you can take the piss, but the sharpness, yeah. the quickness, yeah. the turning, yeah. the stop and run again, it's not there, but you fit. You need to be man's fit. How fit are you spiritually? Your lack of fitness is because you don't work out. Amen. Praise God. Work out. That means I I'm sweating in my workout to get rid of unnecessary fat. Unnecessary weight. I'm speaking of spiritually work out. Amen. Amen. Praise God. In those days when I belong to the gym, you have to have um, what, how many times per month or whatever that you've attended the gym. Yeah. Then I saw some guys that just come in, swipe, <laughs> go to the gyms, and then they leave. Wow. Just to say they've been there. Some people spiritually do the same. They don't mean business with God. I'm speaking of why others who are not born again will say, are you going again to church? Because he's not working out. He's not, he's intentionally, he, he, don't, he thinks tickets nothing of God and God's work. He don't have a workout. I don't get going to church. Wow. I only go once a week. Will you get fit like that? No. No. Some once a month. Twice a month. Some marine Christians. After today, they disappear under the water. They might come up next Sunday. Oh, after two weeks. Oh, here they are again. Wow. 
What a shock. You will never mean anything for God. You will stay a spirit. And it's those people that want a lot of attention. Then it's this problem. Then it's this problem. Then there's a problem at work. Then there's a problem with them. They want a... It's the devil's way of consuming the time of the pastor. Your spiritual health determined is determined by what you eat. And if you don't eat this preaching, and if you don't eat daily preaching, I eat daily preaching. I've got even preachers that entertain me on Facebook. Not for serious, but just entertainment. Are you with me? Yeah. Just making me laugh and make a fool and myself. <laughs> wow! But you, this is your environment. If you want to become serious in running, you have friends that run soccer, you have friends that talk your talk. Amen. Amen. Serious about Christ. You flock with those who are serious with the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Is that so work out? Hallelujah. Say working out. Working out. Spiritually. Spiritually. To be fit. To be for the race. To be, to be armed. For the war. To be equipped. For the work of God. Now I'm at this point. With fear and trembling. You must work out your salvation. Why fear and trembling? Please write down these eight points. Number one, because you're going to be judged. The judgment day. The Lord is going to require of you. What did you do with your time that you saved? Amen. There you will be judged. Because there's gifts in you that the Lord gave you. What did you do with the talents and the gifts I gave you? Jesus speaks a parable of the talents. One got five talents, other one three, the other one one. And when he came back, he asked they must give an account for their gifting. Five, three, and one talent. The one with the five says, I made more, five more. I brought five and three more. The one with the one said, no. I went to hide my talent. The Lord got angry with him. The Lord said, it should have drawn interest by now. Amen. Look what whom the Lord was angry. Not the five, not the three. The one that says, only do one thing in the church, only one talent, so I hide my maybe you can clean this place. Maybe you can provide uh, 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 for for the wine and regularly. But all you can whatever activity. Why did the Lord get angry? Because he wants all his children to be active in the ministry. Amen. Number two, why you must work out with fear and trembling. Amen. Don't have disrespect.
for your dream life. Amen. Your dream life is in obeying the Lord. Amen. Where do I hear some music? Is it outside? Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Praise God. Otherwise, just make it closer to window one. Praise the Lord. Do you follow? Amen. When you get saved, if I didn't obey the voice in me for these all the years, I would have been just like you. And imagine I did not live the dream life. I would have been maybe a traffic cop. I would have been maybe in England. I would have been maybe in America. I would have, if I would have run my own life, <laughs> it would not have been this. But when I got saved, even in high school, my friends said, hey, had a pretty comfort. You're going to be a preacher. The way I was speaking to the principal and to the teachers and to my friends at school, I said to them, me? I, I thought there's no money in being a preacher. I said to them, never. But I knew in my heart, this thing was bubbling. This thing, the call, the dream life. You must work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Because when you stand before the Lord, He will tell you, this was my dream for you. You've missed the dream. Will be suffering. 
There will be opposition. There's a crown for those who suffer for Christ. Amen. And number five. You will be a disappointment to Jesus. He will be very disappointed in you. Do you hear me? My God. You get into heaven. You're saved. But you look in the eyes of Jesus. He says, I'm disappointed in you. Work out your salvation. With fear and trembling. Those who impress the Lord. He says, well done you good and faithful servant. You faithful servant. Amen. Faithful is to be regular. You get people, they come to church two, three times, then four times away, and all of that. Is that the way you, you work out in job? Is that working out? Now when you come back, you're full of toxic stuff. After two weeks, not in church, not in the... Even you don't exercise a prayer life in the prayer meeting. It gives you hope to pray. Were you here Wednesday at the end, before the power went off, we had about 10 minutes to pray of prayer. That should kickstart you. That should give you hope to pray tomorrow morning. Amen. It should tell you, listen, prayer is a joy. Hallelujah. But now, after such prayer time, we only see you again in a time of prayer two weeks now. You cannot work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. Yeah. You disappoint people around you. Amen. If you don't grow, there are people that you could have influenced around you. They depend on you. Listen, if I was now weak as a Christian, you all will suffer. Amen. You won't be here if we, if we become weak. Amen. So my growth, I just depend on it. Praise God. I will be a disappointment because you are influencer for Christ. Hallelujah. Number seven, you wasted God's time and grace. Wasted God's time and grace. My God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've got 15 more minutes to preach. Hallelujah. Before I go to the enemies that I spoke, the forces of evil attacking your growth, I call them this week enemies of the cross. Hallelujah. Because if you want to develop and grow, you must live a crucified life. Amen. Christianity, this is the symbol of Christianity. You go nowhere without taking up your cross. Your cross. And this is what those who are so born again don't do. What is your cross? This is my definition of a cross. It's where your will and God's will cross. 
If you do God's will and not your will, you will die. That's your cross. You say, I cannot do that. I do my will. I do my will. Do you hear me? What is your cross? It's the place you die on. Amen. For me to have grown thus far, I had to make decisions against what I want. And the more you do it, the, the, it becomes second nature to you. Like Nicholas and them who are just used running. And Kyle and them, at the beginning of running, your body will tell you, you don't do this anymore. <laughs> Tomorrow, you ran today, tomorrow, your body will tell you, can you see, there's a cloud. It seems it's going to rain. You cannot run tonight. Do you feel how cold it is? There's a little bit of wind. You will never be comfort. Amen. If you go out again, against your will. Against what your body tells you. That's the way to get fit. To tell your body, you submit to me. Amen. And there you go. If you, after the third time, your body, your body gives you. He says, I've got no more say. I've got no more say in the game. Wow. And after a while, two weeks, it's like you're floating. It's like it's easy. When I was in my running days, that it rains outside, just practice coming there from Newlands, coming down Mowbray. Uh, you just hear how you run, you enjoy it. Others shouted you and say, are you, are, you, are you crazy? Is there something? Because it's raining, but you're enjoying. You're running. It's, a, it's like, wow. No, you fit. You enjoy. You float. Others think that must be extremely difficult. Even as I preach. Even at the prayer meeting. You, must, you will think it's extremely difficult. Oh, we just spoke about 10 minutes of prayer. Oh, my God. Jesus was disappointed when he came in Gethsemane back to the disciples. He said, you could not watch with me for one hour. The Son of God needed to pray. How can you be a Christian in this ungodly enemy world? And you don't pray. Jesus could not survive here without prayer. And you know what, what he's doing now in heaven? He's praying for us. Out of all other ministries, he's praying. Why we need, we need the power of God. Amen. 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 Praise God. God is not like Eskom. There's always power. Power you can draw. God has got no load shedding. You can pluck him and draw power. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. The last point why you must grow. 
the devil, you make the devil very happy and he mocks you if you don't grow. Because his first fight against you is to not get saved, not to get born again. But after you're born again, his next fight is don't cause me trouble. Don't work for God. Don't fight God's cause. And if you don't fight God's cause, you don't grow, now you become a problem to God. You are now a defender. You bring division in the church. The big in multi full maker and problems. You the you the critic of the church. My principal at Bible school. Yeah, it was a Bible school. Amen. He said, a horse that don't pull start to kick. I said it in Afrikaans. In other words, if you don't pull the work of God, you start to kick. But a horse that pulls don't have time to kick. I did that on the scorpion. I would trap. Even a song that once in the, once in the opening garden village, there's a lot of so-called believers and understand faith and see somebody that's there were living in the street she shouted <laughs> one day he said in the village what say is bakir who could take you in the divasam with Edgeny Verse 17. 
it will say those who receive the abundant grace of God and the gift of justification, the gift of righteousness, will reign as kings with Christ. Hallelujah! In other words, grace is flowing all the time to you as you obey the voice of the Lord in you and even as I preach, grace comes to you. And you have the gift of righteousness. The gift of justification. You will reign as a king in this life. Hallelujah. That's God's plan for you to reign. Hallelujah. Amen. That's my time. My new words. Praise the Lord. As I've got 10 more minutes. Philippians chapter 3. I'm reading from verse 17. Brethren, join in following my example. This is now as a servant. Join in following my example. Do you have that? Philippians 3 verse 17. Brethren, join in following. No, you cannot follow. There are many that cannot follow. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, follow me. But when he looks around, you're not coming. You, 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 you follow only yourself. The Bible is no book for you. The following. There's my daddy going. Why is he turning that way? No, I'm following. If, I, if I'm driving and I say, you don't know how to get to the place in Mitchell's Plain. It's there in Tafel, sir. It's there in Table View. A moment on the table, it was a Tafel. Ni Felgesagis. Tafel, sir. Was it a Tafel, sir? But you have to follow me. And many brothers, if you follow them with their car, I have a so much the rope on the east arms. No wisdom after the one light go green for you, he's gone. They think it was no, if you follow, you must stay close. Praise God. If you follow Edgar Michael's servant of God, you must stay close. You must follow. You must move. He said, my eyes are upon this person. My eyes are upon Jesus. And if you take offense, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 2. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. In fact, the word follow is imitate me as I imitate Christ. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 2. It's a two, two. Praise God. Follow me as I follow Christ. Hallelujah. No, you've got nobody to follow. Does it? Is it so? Verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. You've got no one to follow. If you want to become fit, there's a trainer in front. He says, We're going to do so many press-ups. As he looked up, you only did one. Because you cannot follow. Then he says, we're going to go around, uh, four rounds around the field. 
one and then you go stand there. It's a You are not doing the three. He says, I said, four hands around the field. Press ups. Wow. Amen. You are not playing Saturday. You cannot follow. Amen. Even they've got a game plan how to beat Man United. Whether it's by a penalty in the last minute or what. Amen. Or oh, I'll Chelsea won 3 1. Give the Lord praise. No, don't, don't praise the Lord. I'm through now. I'm through now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But I'm trying you to be a follower. You must be humble. You must be humble to follow. Here Paul says, follow my example. Wow. Look at what he's saying in verse 17. And observe those who walk according to the pattern you have seen in us. He says, how don't How they flourish. And then verse 18. For many walk of whom I often told you. And now tell you even weeping. What caused Paul to weep? Does he stop crying to weep? He weeps about those who are so-called Christians. They walk, he says, as enemies of the cross of Christ. Enemies of the crosses, they don't want to be crucified. They want their own emotions, their own world, their own plan. My God, I've got seven more minutes. It says, their end, verse 19, is destruction. Their end is the God of the appetites. Hello, leave smarter. And their glory is in the same. I look at their glory world. I have a new car. I have a severe increase. You see my suit. You must come watch my house. Things that has no eternal value. Amen. Amen. It makes life convenient, but it doesn't have eternal value. They got their glory in their shame. And look here further on. Who set their minds on earthly things. Wow, am I preaching well? Who set their minds on earthly things. As soon as the topic goes to earthly things, they can talk a lot in the conversation. As soon as we speak about the Lord, the Bible, no scripture, nothing, a Kalisan Prati. It's say Monta Stow. So brother, it's really it's the same. Say you know that scripture in Revelation 3 verse 16 for God's so love. <laughs> But 
Here are the enemies of the cross. Can I give you? And then I'll unpack it more next week. Satan will prevent you from taking up your cross. He said to Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 verse 8 to 10. 4 verse 8 to 10. He said to Jesus at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. In the wilderness he said to him, you don't need to go to the cross. You see the glory of this world, it belongs to me. If you bow and worship me, you can have it. Amen. If you, in other words, Satan wanted to worship him by living for this world. He said to Jesus, you don't need to go to the, to the cross. My Lord, number two, another enemy of the cross are weak pastors. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to verse 23. I'll be now through. When in Matthew 16, Jesus just said, He is the foundation, the rock of the church. Peter got that revelation. Peter said, You are the Son of God. Immediately after that, Jesus spoke of, He must go to the cross. You know what Peter did? Oh, Peter took Jesus aside and says, How dare you speak about dying? Stop this thing of going to the cross. And then the Bible says this, The Lord rebuked Peter. And he said, Satan, come behind me. You think what men are thinking. What, what did the Lord say? Peter, you a leader. But you want to prevent the cross. Weak pastors. My God. Do you have that? Let me give you two more. Powerless churches don't preach the cross. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. I'm through now. Second Timothy 3 verse 1 to 5. He says, I'm quoting. It would have been beautiful of all these scriptures on the wall. Yeah, on the screen. Next week we have new screens. Hallelujah. Powerless churches. Where Second Timothy chapter three, verse one to five, it says they they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of godliness. Paul says, avoid the scripture says, avoid such people. And the reason is. Verse 1 says, they are lovers of self, lovers of money, and lovers of pleasure. Believe, so-called believers. He says, these people have a form of godliness. But the power of godliness is not there. Why, Paul? Because they are lovers of self. The Bible says, "Ik moet bij de kerkvis, ik moet bij ik laat die die jaren van me zien." Lovers of self, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure. Second Timothy chapter three, verse one to five, and then Paul says, "But they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of godliness." Then he give advice, how must we treat such people? He says, avoid such people. Other words, there's no remedy for them. 
just get away from such people. Can we stand, please? Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. you cannot please God so you must move and step out and believe God's word and then the power of God will come into you as our eyes are closed if you're not born again you can raise your hand and say pastor I don't want to go to hell I've been deceived by the devil too long I've heard the truth this morning even you who are so-called saved but you realize by the by the illustration of don't teach a donkey a, a, a monkey how to climb or a dog to bark you realize I don't have this life in me I want to be truly born again you can raise your hand and I would love to pray for you Amen. Is there anybody that says, Pastor, this is eternal business. This is eternal. Is there somebody who says, I want to give my life. I want to make sure I'm born again. Amen. There's, there's one lady there. Is there anybody else? Thank you, man. Is there anybody else who says, Pastor, I've never heard God spoke to me like this. You say, but why are you doing even this? Jesus died publicly for you. He ain't naked on the cross. Don't just do things in secret for the Lord. Take your stand publicly for the Lord. It doesn't matter who loves. It's your eternal soul at stake. My God, for the last time, is there somebody who's saying, I want to make sure You may raise your hand apart from the one person that did it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can the young lady come forward? My wife leads you to the Lord. You can come forward. Let my wife pray for her, please. If the Lord prays for her. Maybe you need deliverance. 